0: And finally, the last thing to remember to become a better master of your money is to simply make sure to keep Christ as the master of your life because it's Him who will give you the wisdom and the courage to master
1: your money. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? questions comments prayers bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them bobby at on or join the discussion on facebook you can also call 847-312-8197 847-312-8197 This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby.
0: I want to talk about your money. Did you know that you are the master of your money? The question is, what kind of master are you? You see, money is one of those things in life that you make the decisions about. Just like you are responsible for what comes out of your mouth or, and what you say. The word is very clear about that. It says there is great power in the tongue and it can minister life or death. But money falls into this same category. You may not decide how much you get, but you decide what you do with it. The problem is, many of us don't really get this. We get that we are accountable for what we say and for our actions, but many times we just don't believe that we have control over our money. We just think about the rent, the car payment, the kids, the credit cards, the school loans. And we go and we categorize money in this different place. And in this place, there's hopelessness sometimes, and it feels like it's out of our hands. It feels like it's the last thing in the world that we have any control over or that we could ever be the master of. And if you've ever felt that way, like I have, or if you feel that way right now, It's time to change that way of thinking. Because listen, you are the master of your money. You are the only one who can decide to become a good one. So I have three little things for you to remember to help you become a good master of your money. The first thing is to consider all your money God's money because it is we all know the scripture about God owning the cattle on a thousand hills but the word also says remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to create wealth so God isn't just wealthy he's the source of wealth And for the record, that scripture doesn't mean that he just gives you the ability to earn a paycheck and to make ends meet. The word wealth means an abundance of resources. So the Lord gives us the ability to create an abundance of wealth. And when we consider all our money God's money, then we will make all of our financial decisions with a kingdom perspective. The second thing to remember is this. We have to have faith to tithe and to give. Giving and obedience was never meant to always be comfortable and easy. But when we tithe and we give, we demonstrate to the Lord that we prioritize Him and others above ourselves. That discipline, that trust, exhibits the character of a good master over money. If we do that, then we can stand like the Apostle Paul and we can say, I'm ready for anything through the strength of the Lord who lives in me. And finally, the last thing to remember to become a better master of your money is to simply make sure to keep Christ as the master of your life. Because it's him who will give you the wisdom and the courage to master your money. The word says, seek first a kingdom and his righteousness. And listen to this. It says, all these things will be added to you. You know, you've heard me say before that money can become a monster in your life. But God's purpose for you is that you become a good master of money and not to mischaracterize money as something that you don't have control over because we can become a good master of money. And with the Lord's help and with his patience, we will.
1: Did you know that over 1,600 verses in the Bible have to do with money and finances? Stay right there to hear three of Solomon's secrets to being successful with money. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com.
1: And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his
0: lifelong journey of faith. A company faced with hard times offered a bonus of $1,000 to any employee who could come up with a way of saving money. Well, the $1,000 winning bonus was awarded to a young man in the mailroom who suggested. Limiting all future bonuses to $100. (laughs) I like that. We should send him to Washington. (laughs) Okay, well, now I know some people don't really like anybody talking about money and finances in church because they are conditioned... To think that it always leads back to promoting the offering. And even though it's true that there's a connection between pleasing God and good stewardship, it's also true that God intentionally provides a roadmap to a blessed life that starts with very simple precepts. You see, God wants to bless us and for us to be prosperous. And to have an abundant life. That means he wants us to make money. And he wants us to use money wisely. His word is full of information about how to deal with money. God tests us and he teaches us through all the issues we have with money. Did you know that over 1,600 verses in the Bible have to do with money And finances. Over 500 verses include the words money, riches, or wealth. One of the treasures that God blessed us with in His Word is the wisdom of Solomon in the book of Proverbs. Now, Solomon became the wisest and the wealthiest man the world has ever known. And I want to share with you just a few of Solomon's secrets to successfully manage money but just so you know they're not secrets they're in the book so here you go the first secret to being successful with money is to understand your present financial condition or another way of saying it is know your dope. now this may sound ridiculous to some people but believe me this is the biggest problem people have But you can't be a good steward unless you know what it is you have to be a good steward of. Solomon said, be sure to know or be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. Well, back then, your biggest assets and sometimes your currency was the animals that you had. So what he was saying is just pay attention and know what you have. It could be flocks or it could be stocks. At our place of business, we take our financial position very serious. We can't afford not to know where we stand. With thousands of products in inventory, we get concerned if we can't find every item. And it's not because... One missing flashlight is going to make a difference. It's because we know we're not a good shepherd if one sheep goes missing. Because if one can go missing, then who knows how many others could. That's the mindset that we need about our money. Not to hoard it or to be greedy with it. But so that we have command over it. I believe everyone wants to be a good steward with their money. But if you don't dig in... Until you know where you really are, you simply can't expect God's principles of prosperity to apply to you. The next secret that Solomon shared with, with us is this you have to pay yourself. You have to pay yourself. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. Proverbs says, Go to the ant. The ant. And consider its ways and be wise. The ant has no commander, no ruler, yet it stores up its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. So Solomon is saying that even bugs know how to save money. Now you're probably thinking, let the ants deal with my mortgage and the college loans and then get back to me. But here's the thing. Eighty-five percent of Americans say they have no savings. That means most of us here don't either. For most of us, the demand to maintain our lifestyle makes us feel like saving money is impossible because it seems like we pay everybody in the world, but we can never save. And that's really Solomon's simple wisdom here. We need to pay ourselves to create a surplus. We have to treat ourselves as an important bill to pay. And prioritize our money to do that every week or every month. That's what the ant does. Because he knows there's going to come a time when it's needed. And finally, the most telling secret Solomon reveals about successful living is for us to, are you ready? Simply tithe. Solomon said, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Now, listen to me. If you've ever listened to me. Solomon lived this life. He honored God in that way. And he witnessed prosperity like no one since. So I have to say, he's one very credible source for this piece of advice, tithing. I've talked a lot about tithing over the years. The more I do, the more it becomes clear to me that it's one of the best ideas God ever had to reveal the commitment and character of a believer. Okay, I know you've heard these secrets before. But here's the reason that I'm reminding you of them today. How serious can God take us in our prayers to bless us financially when we don't take ourselves seriously enough to take advantage of the principles He's already given us? And believe me, God gave me this little message for me today, not just for you. I know that God wants to pour out His blessings on His people. And when we we show the Lord we trust Him enough to count our flock and learn how to save and honor Him in obedience with our tithes, then we are already living in the grace where something good always happens in Jesus' name. And where we will know It was no secret why it did.
1: The Bible says men will dream dreams. Stay tuned as Bobby shares how Jesus came to him in a dream and how life-changing it was for him. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side. We'll return after these messages from our sponsor.
2: that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation.
1: We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on The Bright Side.
0: I learned a new word this week, and I became intrigued by this word, and I want to share it with you right now. Here it is. Okay, now when you first see this word, It looks like something on the menu at a Mexican restaurant, doesn't it? (laughs) You're not sure what it is, but you think it's big. But it's not that at all. In fact, this word is pronounced, I think, magna nematos. Why don't you try saying it? Magna nematos. Well, the word is Latin. And, uh, of course, Latin is known as the dead language. But what fascinates me about this word is what it means. It means greatness of spirit. Years ago, I had a dream. I've never spoken of this dream publicly before, and the reason that I haven't is because I always felt it was impossible to articulate it in a way that anyone would understand it. But in my dream, God allowed me To have a glimpse of the persona of Jesus Christ. And in my dream, I was a bystander at a large arena filled with thousands of people, and where the Lord Jesus Christ entered from the back of the arena and engaged in the people as he came forward toward the stage. And it was a modern setting. And the Lord was tall, he was well dressed. He was an incredibly striking individual. And yes, he had long hair. And as he made his way down the aisle, he stopped and he greeted hundreds of people along the way. And there was considerable noise and excitement building as he moved forward. Throughout my dream, I never heard him say a word. I just observed him coming closer. And at one point, when he got close to me, For just a split second, he made eye contact with me. And that moment was unforgettable. There was all at once a a familiarity and a desire to get closer. And there was something about the way that he moved and the way that he smiled and the way that he enjoyed his surroundings. And then I woke up abruptly, and spent hours trying to think of how to explain what I felt when I saw him. And that exercise left me so frustrated that I stopped trying until this week when I encountered this word, magna nematas, greatness of spirit. Now, outside of that dream, I've never encountered anyone with such greatness of spirit. But I have seen greatness of spirit in other people. And I know it's there because the word tells us that you and I have this same greatness of spirit within us. The Apostle Paul explained to Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. And all my life, I just thought that verse was about telling us that fear isn't from God. But it's also telling us what kind of spirit God has given us. A spirit of power. A spirit to love and a spirit to have a sound mind and to understand all the things around us. You see, what Christ has... What I witnessed in my dream is his gift to you and me. You know, I would trade that dream I had for anything that I own. You know why? Because from that day to this, when I think of him, I see him as I did in that dream, and it changed my life. Can I ask you something? Do you see his greatness of spirit living in you, I can promise you that it's there. When we really seek after Him, when we really have a desire to get to know Him, His greatness of Spirit comes spilling out of us. You say, well, how do I, how do I find this greatness of Spirit? I don't know. But someone much smarter smarter than me said this. He said that the greatness of a person's power is in the measure of their surrender to the Holy Spirit. Magna nimitas. It may be a word from a dead language, but the greatness of spirit that Christ has, He miraculously planted in you and me so that we can be alive in Him and live an overcoming and purpose-filled life. In fact, the Lord said this, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I've done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. What an amazing thing to say. My prayer for you today is that you discover all of the greatness of His Spirit
1: in you. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197, 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. NEBO Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let NEBO light your way. Learn more about NEBO Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org or call 847-312-8197.